jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! If it isn't Gay Lords of Darkness... Oh, again? It's been a while, I feel. It has, because we did that thing again where we disappeared for a hot second, and then it has unraveled my sense of time. I've just been watching Real Housewives. <gasps> oh, we didn't even check in on that. You've been blowing through Salt Lake Season 2. Because I said, Stacy, I, I figured out a way to watch it through the app using my dad's login for his cable it was this whole contrived situation and after a while i said stacy you gotta get on this i couldn't wait a year plus anymore like i've i've suffered without having it and so i finally just fucking bought it it's a radical act of (laughs) self-care it really was it's worth it so is season two not just the most shocking sacred sights you've never wished you'd seen it's insane (laughs) how does the show (laughs) this fresh into its run in the housewives world just come right out the gate full insanity in season two i know like a couple of our listeners also watch the real housewives oh they all do they all do they all do and they all want to hear us talk about real housewives (laughs) nonstop. yeah I could do it. I've been watching Atlanta. I've been watching Salt Lake. I'm still I'm still catching up on the newest season of Potomac. I'm I can't I can't stop singing Ring didn't mean a thing. I'm so glad I finally got you to watch Atlantic. Atlanta. <laughs> like finally. I love that you just had to find your in, which yeah. was <laughs> I was like one of these things is going to work. Ring didn't mean a them. thing. <laughs> yeah. And I said, "Sign me up." I mean, because other I've literally just been watching Housewives, and then, I mean, the only other exciting thing that's happened to me in the time we were gone was I had a dream where I explained the entire plot of Orphan to my upstairs neighbor. <laughs> are, are you sure this was a dream? And Well, it was, it was one of those dreams where it's so regular and banal that when you wake up, it feels like it really happens. <laughs> oh fuck did i do that yeah well i wasn't even actually concerned i mean with all the things i've done in front of them and to them and all of this i was like <laughs> honestly explaining the big twist in orphan is not a big deal that's a reprieve really yeah so but unfortunately as far as i know it didn't actually happen damn it might i think that's just my subconscious being like where the fuck is orphan too because as far as we know, it didn't actually happen, did it? I mean... Is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? No one's seen it. We've all heard about it. It had a fake release date that was on Wikipedia. But it's like no one has seen a picture. There's been nothing. No, no trailer. They're, yeah, they said, oh, January 28th, baby. Just you wait. Yeah. Came and went. They said, never mind. That was made up. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm telling you, because we've all been through the ringer these last two years, but it's triggering some deep set trauma for me. 
it reminds me of a little film that came out in 2020 in two movie theaters in Florida. And I start thinking, am I going to have to do a limited series podcast like Serial where I investigate what the fuck happened to Children of the Corn and Orphan? (laughs) Are these collective pandemic hallucinations? Yeah, do these movies not actually... Are they not real? Are they not happening? They might be completely made up, Anthony. We could be in a coma. You know, maybe World War III, instead of being imminent, maybe it's already happened. And now we're lying under piles of uh, nuclear snow, (gasps) fantasizing about Orphan 2 and Children of the Corn part, whatever. I love that as we're we're hallucinating (laughs) through the end, at the, the peak of our doomsday deaths, our brains naturally go to, but what if there was Children of the Corn from the director of Ultraviolet, but this time it's a girl. And Orphan, but this time she's younger but older. (laughs) With Julia Stiles. It completely tracks. Those those and who's gay. Those are my my dying thoughts. Esther takes off her ribbon and she says she's gay. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. (laughs) And then K-pop starts playing. And then we hear Mama Moo. (laughs) And then I shuffle off this mortal coil. Yeah, the gates of heaven open. That's right. <laughs> Admit one. Uh, listen, this the movie we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Movie. Film. Film. Act of cinema. I've been waiting for this one <laughs> for quite some time now. I'm so sorry. I am a very, and I say this. With pride and with shame. I am a hardcore Resident Evil enjoyer. I have been one for nigh on decades now. I fucking love Resident Evil. And so when I saw the trailer for this movie and I was like, this is the Resident Evil movie of my dreams. (laughs) Putting it on last night, I thought to myself, oh my God. This is how other people feel when, like, the Halloween trailer drops or a Scream trailer or one of these other things when they're just like, I am so excited. Yes, I had baby's first empathy. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I know how they feel because I am so excited for this movie that I don't care whether it's good or bad. I don't care. Turns out I do care. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I tried to watch it with like two brains or two sets of eyeballs of like just Resident Evil fan Stacy having her moment and Gaylord of Darkness Stacy watching this movie, thinking of all the, the listeners that we have that know nothing about Resident Evil. How would they feel about this movie? Yeah. Both Stacys say, this is so terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad, right? It's really bad. Do you see what I mean about how nothing happens? Yeah, afterwards I was like, what? So what was the point? What happened? Like, nothing happens. Like, but so, so much happens, but nothing happens. Right? That's the, that's the, that's, this is William Blake to hold the universe in the palm of your hand. 
that that sort of quandary, this paradox, where technically there is a zombie apocalypse, there is a contagion, there are mutants, mutated uh, corporeal flesh beings, there are, uh, there's a train, there is a big villain at the end, there's a giant nuclear explosion, a city is destroyed. But simultaneously, all of that happens while it's just people walking through hallways and nothing happens. <laughs> they walk through hallways and then shoot some people. And that's it. And nothing else happens. Nothing else happens. It's wild. And it's like an hour and 47 minutes. And the first half hour, we don't even need, like, at all. It's all set. It's, well, it's set up that I like, but then doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's set up that's just, like, useless, ultimately. It's just yeah. basically, like, a whole half hour to establish the relationships between people, but not in a way that's, like, meaningful or terribly interesting. Yeah. So anyway, but this movie is fan service made uh, celluloid flesh video, whatever. <laughs> I cannot, if I were to list every moment that is pulled directly from the games, I would be here all day and we'd all be so bored. But I will say that every time I was like, this movie is so bad, they would pull out, they'd like, then they would show Alexia and Alfred Ashford, and I would say, oh my god, look at that from the And then I'd get half, I'd have like a shot of dopamine. I'm not proud. I'm just telling you how it was. So your, your experience watching, you were chasing the dragon. The entire time. I was like, the truck driver ate a hamburger, just like in the game! Oh no! It's, this is, first of all, this is how much I know Resident Evil, that I'm gonna get excited over the truck driver eating a hamburger for a second well because this is your th i mean this is uh, you i you were you i'm assuming you were there at the very beginning in 1986 yeah man playing that first game i was buying the action figures because i couldn't play the game because i was too scared i rented the, the, my first uh resident evil experience i rented it from blockbuster because it was like God. Oh, horror video games weren't this is not the first survival horror game, uh, but it's it's kind of like, okay, sure, technically Halloween isn't the first slasher movie, but it's the one that propelled them into the mainstream, right? Yes, absolutely. That's Resident Evil for survival horror. And so, like, any horror game in 1996, I was all over, but it was just, it was love at first sight. It's like, well, no, it's the PlayStation era, so it's like, it, it, there were so many games that really created whole new genres uh by refine by by just through their own presentation and their own excellence like tomb raider mm -hmm. you know i remember playing that for the first time and i remember a friend saying yes yeah, it's like girl indiana jones <laughs> yeah and i was like it is and then there were dinosaurs and i was terrified and i thought it was cool resident evil was that for the horrors it really was and you could I'm play as a woman like which was still revolutionary at the time yeah, yeah, Tomb Raider, hello. Mm-hmm. So the movie is just, I mean, wall-to-wall -wall moments, like actual shots from the games, like the same exact shot set up. Like, I knew, and I when I saw this the, the first, because this was my second watch with this film, 
when I saw it the first time and said, did anything happen in that movie? <laughs> but I think I liked it. And the first time I saw it was right, literally right after I, we got our booster. Oh. And so I think I had a Karen Huger, like I got vaccinated for you heifers moment as I watched <laughs> this movie. And I was mutating into the liquor myself. Uh, so I don't know that I was in the right state when I saw it the first time and said, I think I liked it. Um uh, I, I I was sitting there in the theater and I just knew Stacy would be glowing when the only thing I knew from the game was that zombie in the white eating somebody in the hallway and, he and then it turns around, yeah and he looks and then the movie goes do you remember when the zombie had a face like this yeah and I was like I do <laughs> I literally, I made a note of that one. I got so excited. Like, even lines from this movie, like, where Jill Valentine, who, I'm sorry, hashtag not my Jill Valentine. She just, she just, I liked this character, but it's just weird when they do so much that is straight from the games, and then they make these changes that are baffling, and don't seem to, like, Leon, like, what, what purpose does this change serve? Yeah. yeah, Jill. From what I know of Jill, she seems vastly different. Yeah, yeah. She also is the character I was most into, besides Leon's beautiful face. I liked this character, but it was—it's just—it's not Jill, Jill Valentine. It's not Jill Valentine. And so, like, even some of her dialogue, where she's like, "Would you rather get swallowed by a big snake or eaten by a shark?" And I'm like, oh, "That's because of the snake and the shark in the first game." Or when oh, she, or when I she, forgot when she makes the Jill sandwich joke, which is in the game. Like, yeah. what's the Jill sandwich joke? You well, you're in the mansion, obviously, and you go in this room, and there's a shotgun on the wall, and when you pick up the shotgun, it goes like clink, clink. And then if you don't have the broken shotgun to put in its place, right, uh, it's a trap and the walls and the ceiling starts coming down and the walls start moving in and you're going to get smushed. But then if you get saved or like you put the broken shotgun up and it's fine, then Barry Burton says, ha ha, you were almost a Jill sandwich. Oh. Because Barry oh, wow. Burton is all dad jokes. The Barry Burton erasure in this movie, P.S., is offensive to me. Anyway. But Barry Burton is not in this film? Not that I saw, no. But she, when she takes the sandwich at the beginning and she says, sorry, this is Jill's sandwich. Oh, because it's a sandwich, because she's a cause sandwich. Cause yeah, sandwich. and I was he like, said that, it was a game. that joke is for me. We have a, I, I noticed a statue. I knew that there was a statue that you have to move in the game. I noticed a statue, so I thought maybe that's the statue. <laughs> yeah, like the interiors, especially the police station, are really awesome. Look, what happens in this game? Movie? I mean, movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie, right? It might as well be the game. It's just the game. It's the game, but with the cool stuff taken out, right? Yeah, all the fun. <laughs> and the pacing. The pacing. The pacing. What well, is the pacing? The pacing is so weird. Well, what they did was they smushed... Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 into one movie, and it's like... Uh... They took out the core appeal! Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's a failure as an action movie. It's a failure as a zombie movie. I mean, it's it's just a failure. Because, <laughs> well, because when I think of the first game, I think of that, you know, I think of going through the manor, the mansion, and opening doors. 
<laughs> Nobody opens door in this movie. I was shocked. They did. They uh, unlock one, and the key is one of the was like the club symbol or something, which is one of the keys in the game. Like uh, that's the that's the amount of like weird detail they put into this. But it's like, but you didn't build a decent movie. Or, like at least Silent Hill is a serviceable horror movie. But that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like they go that far where they have the key and they have the Jill sandwich, but they don't have, like, where's Mr. X stalking around trying to kill you? Yeah. Where's Ada Wong? In the post credits. Well, how like, dare they relegate Ada fucking Wong? I knew you'd be so upset. I was real mad. I knew you'd be so upset. And where's 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 the streets of of raccoon city full of zombies like you get a couple people just standing at a gate yeah but like when they're in them there's you know there's the movie oh we found a corpse that's been chewed up up at the spencer mansion and so they send the stars to the spencer mansion so the stars go to the spencer mansion and then claire redfield goes to the police station where leon is asleep because he's hot (laughs) because <laughs> he's a dummy why did they i'm not a leon fangirl i'll say that right now but why did they make him such a fucking idiot in this movie well i was really confused because he sleeps the whole time <laughs> like as and- andrew asked when after we watched it, he said well why is leon in this movie and i said because he's beautiful <laughs> but that's, why that's andrew asked a great question why is he in the movie because he doesn't he literally sleeps the whole time yeah or just is like what's going on yeah, and then at the end he shows up, and they're like, you're still alive? And he's like, oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's completely pointless. So it's it's just so weird that the whole time you're with the stars at the Spencer Mansion, it's just them walking through the same hallway. And then when you go back, when they cut back to the police station, it's just them walking through hallways at the police station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really is. I don't know what... That's the thing. It's like the first game takes place at the mansion and in like laboratories and stuff under the mansion. Which I feel like they also did not really go into like the labs and like the bunkers underneath. No, not at all. And then the second game takes place in Raccoon City and in labs underneath Raccoon City, etc. Where Claire goes to look for her brother who was in the first game. So they melded those two games together, but they haven't really explained anything. It's like, what is actually happening why is there this outbreak what is umbrella doing like one person eventually late in the movie says like oh they're trying to create weapons okay (laughs) yeah it doesn't make any sense none of it makes any sense at all and like the budget like limitations really shine through and that's why it's like one hallway they tried to do too much with too little and it's like if they had just concentrated on either resident evil 2 or the first one Yes. Because they're obviously trying, they think this is going to be a franchise because the post credit scene with Ada Wong sets up for for the next, right? But is it going to be a franchise? Because girl doesn't have Mila Jovovich. Oh, I don't think we're going to see any more of these. But it's like, why didn't you just do the first game? Yeah, and make a little claustrophobic mansion horror film. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, I know you weren't as into the opening, I liked the opening because I liked just getting to see the town. I liked getting to meet Louise, the waitress. Mm-hmm. 
I like like and just those there were little touches that I just thought were nice details that you didn't need to have in the movie. And ultimately, you're absolutely right. You don't need to have them in the movie because it's just not Resident Evil. But I liked getting to see these little just establishing things. Jill's cool. The waitress is cool. The neighbors are riding itchy tasty on the window in blood. Like I, I liked some <laughs> of those things that happened. But then none of it goes anywhere, and then it just turns into pure boring. That's the thing. Like, I would have enjoyed all of that setup if there was some payoff for it, besides, like, oh, no, now the waitress is one of the zombies. Yeah. Like, that's the payoff for, like, the first fucking half hour of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I liked, seeing, okay. I liked seeing the nurse hanging out, smoking and laughing, watching Golden Girls in the orphanage in the beginning. Right. And the creepy, like, la, 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 music that was playing <laughs> yeah. throughout the sequence. But but I don't know what they were doing in the orphanage. I don't know what Claire and Chris have to do, or they, did they, what, I just don't understand anything. And I'm so vicariously familiar with the Resident Evil storyline that that doesn't make sense to me that I don't understand what's happening. Well, none of that's, like, from the games. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there isn't the orphanage and all that? The orphanage is just a set piece in the remake of Resident Evil 2, which came out like two years ago. Oh, and they're not from there. In the no, game. it's just like you end up in the orphanage. And it's like a new area because it's a remake. And so it's like, wow, here's added bonus content. But it doesn't like play into their histories or anything. It's just weird. There's like the st- There's no actual story. Which is what makes it so weird that they went that deep with the fan service, except for actually making it into a movie. Yeah, you want to know how <laughs> this is the fan service, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, it's that you know that meme of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in what you call it, the Quentin Tarantino, where he's like pointing at the screen, right? Like that was oh, me uh... every time there was a fan service moment. <laughs> Once upon a time in Hollywood, <laughs> doing that face. Yeah, like that was me. I was like, oh, "What's that?" Like the post-credit sequence. This is how d- this. You think the key is deep? This is how deep this fucking shit goes. The post-credit sequence, right, where Albert Wesker is in the body bag and it sits up. It's on the gurney. Yeah, yeah. He he wakes back up. He's still alive again, and Nada's there. That shot is from the GameCube remake of Resident Evil, where if, like, you don't start the game, but you just, like, leave it on or whatever, it's just a random shot of a body in a black bag on the gurney. It sits up, somebody shoots it, and then it goes to the title screen that says Resident Evil. Like, that's how deep some of these fan service moments are. Whoa. And it's like, so you're going to do that, but you're not going to, like, write a story? Whoa, that's like you give me in this film, you give me the um, Lisa Barlow. No, (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Wouldn't it be amazing? (laughs) She's from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Wouldn't it be amazing if, if Claire's in the orphanage and she's like, she's like, what's your name to the little girl wearing the skin suit? And little girl in skin suits like, yeah, I really love Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Lisa Trevor. Lisa Trevor. I had to look at my note. Lisa Trevor. These are questions I have. Lisa Trevor shows up and I'm like, I think this could be a really cool character. But she's just there to like point at a hallway. (laughs) Yeah. 
Everybody is just hallways. Yeah, in the game, she's also from the GameCube remake. And it's like you find out that she was the daughter of one of the Umbrella scientists. And they took his wife and his daughter and were doing these horrible experiments on her. And she's like living in a cabin on the mansion grounds. And you find her stuff. And she's like an enemy, but not really an enemy because you learn her story. And it's really sad. And like all this other stuff. And it's like... So you're putting Lisa Trevor in there, and when I first see her, I'm like, oh, it's Lisa Trevor, oh my god! And then, like, but you don't do anything with her. Mm-mm. No, so, I want to know, why is she wearing a skin suit? Yeah, why does she have the skin suit? Why are her hands bound together? All of this stuff. And it's like, they just put her in there and don't give any why even to somebody who knows her history it's not satisfying so how unsatisfying is it to somebody who has no fucking idea what resident evil is yeah yeah it's so confusing i i i I love the fact that she has a skin suit i love that there is hair sticking out of the eye hole I, i i liked her using her bound hand woodblock handcuff to break the liquor's face in half but, I, but then she doesn't do anything, and I don't know why she's there, and I don't understand what Neil McDonough, umbrella scientist, <laughs> is trying to achieve, and how she ties into it, except that she's just there to run around freely and do whatever she wants and tell people where hallways are. It's so weird. <laughs> the fact that this whole movie is just about hallways, and then it's about two sets of characters going through hallways until they meet in the same hallway, and then taking a hallway <laughs> away from that hallway... <laughs> yeah, they're getting in a train tube. A train tube down a train hallway, and then they the movie ends with them emerging from a hallway <laughs> after the both everything's exploded. Yeah, they had no idea what to do. The cast is way too big. Too many characters to deal with. Yeah. I mean, also did I my I burned my bra when I realized that Annette Birkin, William Birkin's wife. Now listen, in the game, okay, she is also a morally bankrupt scientist. Okay? Oh, really? But in the movie, she's just a crying housewife and I say, well, uh isn't this regressive? That's when you burnt your bra. That's when I burnt my bra. <laughs> In solidarity with Annette Birkin. With Annette Birkin. But then when the big eyeball showed up on William Birkin's shoulder, just like it does in the game, I was like, okay, you got me back. <laughs> but he's still wearing a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Who was he? Was he the tyrant? What was that? Was that Mr. X? No. <laughs> what no, is that? No, the tyrant is... We don't see the tyrant at all. That's from the first game. He's William Birkin from the second game. So he's an um, the head, head scientist in Umbrella who injects himself, and then he turns into a monster. Oh, so he does turn into that in the game. Yes. Okay, I didn't know. And he I does attack like, you on the train on the way out. Like, that's from the game. I was like, is he a nemesis? Is he is he a tyrant? Is he a liquor? I don't <laughs> I know the words. Right. Yeah. But then it's so hard not to watch this and be to watch a film that consists of, oh, there was like uh, something as weird is happening and there's outbreak or something. Oh no, we have to go to this mansion and we have to go underground. And now we have to escape from underground before everything explodes through a train. Reminds me of another movie where all of those things happen. Only it's fun and action-packed and stars Mila Jovovich. <laughs> and I said, I fully understand that those aren't adaptations of the games. 
Right. That those are, it's a completely different thing that draws in some characters and some symbology and some aspects of the universe of Resident Evil. And it's otherwise just a vehicle for us to celebrate our only, I say, fully-fledged woman action star in pop culture today, Mila Jovovich. And how are those better than this? Because <laughs> at least in those, they stuff moves. <laughs> well, and at it's... least as stupid as the story is, at least there's a story. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> like, Isn't that, I mean, kind of. They're, they're all slow motion, and yet stuff is faster in those movies than in this movie. This movie just had a really low budget, so it's like, okay, we're in a city. Like, Raccoon City is a city, but you only have the budget for, like, five zombies. And so here they stand at the gate, and then there's some underground, and you shoot them in a close-up. And it's just like, so the sense of scale was way off. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't make it a compelling, like, it could have been just good enough to have these people in this, trapped in the city and trying to get out. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are ways to make that a good, compelling zombie movie, and they just didn't do it. I would have loved to have seen an urban zombie movie. A straight-up Resident Evil 2. I would have loved to see a claustrophobic mansion Resident Evil 1 movie. But instead, we got Hallway, the musical. It's real bad. Like I said, you know, I did get the dopamine hits every once in a while, but even so, this is just a bad movie. It's just so weird that, like, like we've all seen the cutscene. Well, if you're cool, we've you've seen the cutscenes from the first game. Like that old opening sequence. Mm-hmm. the live action opening yeah and it's terrible and it's amazing and it's like that's the bar man <laughs> yeah. that's all you have to reach <laughs> and yet we exist in a universe where of course because humans catastrophically fuck up the easiest thing like releasing orphan 2 we live in this universe where it, the the options are Mila Jovovich 3D slow-mo action films franchise that has nothing to do with the games. Or this. Yeah. And it's like, it shouldn't be so hard to get the basic thing to happen. And so I just will, when I lay my head down in the nights, I will still say there's still a perfect Resident Evil movie out there waiting to be made. Yeah. And then it's like, well, why don't you just play the game? And I'll say, okay. <laughs> And that's the end. <laughs> like, that's the perfect Resident Evil movie. It's like all the bullshit cutscenes. Yeah. You know? Even the piano playing Moonlight Sonata and the door opens. Like, that's all from the games. I was wondering that when I was watching it. You have to find the two pieces of sheet music before you can play it. <laughs> and then that opens the door. And then it opens the door, yeah. Because it's a sonic Moonlight Sonata science door yes specially tuned to the piano to take you to death lab (laughs) yeah i liked that what did you like i liked that the the zombies were like really fucked up people at first and they're like my hair's falling out my eyes bleeding help me yeah (laughs) yeah what did i like hmm what is this movie even about 
<laughs> did we tell anybody we said the basics there's they find a dead body in the mansion and then they oh, go yeah, in a hallway and the other people go in a hallway <laughs> I, forgot. The I, forgot that I forgot that that's like really all it is no, honestly i mean claire shows up after a long time to see her brother because like she escaped from an orphanage where they're testing on her and lisa barlow <laughs> when she was a kid <laughs> and then she comes back and he's a cop and she's like you're a dick and he's like yeah i'm a cop yeah and that's it yep okay just wanted to make sure it's you know an intricate uh what did it's i like woven it's intricately woven plot what did i like that wasn't all the fan service stuff i liked jill i liked jill hashtag not not stacy's jill which not I my with. jill down but i uh but i appreciated her regardless she but that's just... the thing is why didn't she get to do anything because she, she was didn't, cool. she didn't do anything except simp for it Albert Wesker, which is like, oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> Never! Are you mean-hurling Jill Valentine's choices? Like, oh my, yes! She would never. Chris simping for Umbrella and Jill simping for Wesker? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I liked her. I liked Claire, even though all she did was scowl and be cool. That's I really like that actress. She's in um, K.S. Skoladerion. Skoladerion. <laughs> Thank you. We have a fluent speaker in the room. She <laughs> uh, she was in Crawl, the Aja computer alligator crocodiles movie. Mm. I really like her. But in this, like, I, I like her, but I just didn't, I don't think she did anything except, yeah, she scowled. Yeah, she was just cool and scowled. She said this hallway. Uh, I won't go into how much of a waste uh, the Ada Wong issue is. I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry. You were so excited. I really, when I saw that there, because the first thing when the, like, I don't even know if the trailer had been out, but it had been announced or something. And Anthony and I were both on IMDb at the same time. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Ada Wong is going to be in it. And then... Here we are. I loved it. We hedged all our bets on the babes. Like, you dialed in on Ada, I dialed in on Leon, and we're like, this is going to be the greatest movie ever made. Yeah. Ever made. Ada's not even in the movie, and neither is Leon, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Ada is such a cool character. Like, they really wasted an opportunity there. Uh, but what did I like that wasn't fan service? Hmm. I liked the sequence with Donal Logue. What is he doing in this movie? <laughs> Straight uh, out of Blade, baby. Yeah. I, I kind of liked the scene. The scene. car. Yeah. It, well, in the parking garage. Yeah. Where it was all dark and you could hear noises. I was like, well, that's a little creepy. That's the only thing in this movie that's approaching marginally creepy i liked that i liked the anyway you learn yeah i like that yeah because this movie does take place in 1998 so there's a lot of references to 1998 things like Like chat uh, rooms blockbuster (laughs) and you're like oh my god this really is 1998 (laughs) i believe it (laughs) i believe this world's building (laughs) Uh, what did I like? I'm still trying to think of something. I know, I love that you've been asking this for five minutes. Well, because it's the... (laughs) Compelling content. Uh, I mean, 
I just I focused in on the fan service. I don't know that I liked much that wasn't. Yeah, because that's all it is, right? Is there's some hot people and some fan service. Yeah, it's a lot of fan service, so it's kind of hard to, except for like character choices. Like the characters are pretty much all different than they are in the games, but yeah. As far as stuff that happens, <laughs> for what stuff does happen, or places they go, or things like that, like it's all just the games. So it's a little like a uh, Resident Evil world at Disneyland or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 the, yes, yeah. Disney Plus adjacent Book of Boba Fett Resident Evil. Or like you could go there, like go to Disney World be like i'm gonna go in the raccoon city police department and that's what it would be because it looks just like the game you know complete with the giant cgi lobby yeah <laughs> but i was pointing at the screen just like leonardo dicaprio so. how do you have that cool <laughs> <laughs> how do you have that cool lobby and yet everything else is just a boring ass hallway You'll have to take that up with the Raccoon City Planning Department. I know. I really need to talk to people about all these hallways <laughs> yeah. that they've invested in. If I walked into my local police department and it was that ostentatious and there was a giant marble statue, etc., I'd be like, where is my money going? <laughs> well, especially when you look at what the town... Like, Raccoon City in this feels more like a town. Like, I recognize that it's... um. At the beginning of the movie, they say that, oh, the Umbrella people all left, and now it's a ghost town except for the last employees and the poor people. And, sure. But simultaneously, like, I thought in the game that it was a big city. And in the movie with Mila Jovovich at the end, it's a big city. Yeah, it's supposed to be a city. But in this, it's like it's like a truck stop in the movie. And yet they have an orphanage and this giant palatial... <laughs> police officer station yeah land <laughs> did you notice that uh they kept talking about the next town over and calling it gatlin gatlin nebraska and so i say is resident <gasps> evil part of the children of the corn universe or vice versa <laughs> do you think that there's a there's like it's if we mix the red and the green herbs and at the right time <laughs> while watching this movie it will unlock the trailer for children of the corn 2020 <laughs> That's the only reasonable expectation. That's I was trying to figure out. I was like, where the heck? If Nebraska, which I thought Gatlin was like in the middle of nowhere. I saw Linda Hamilton trying to drive around there. And they're like, oh, we got stuck. Here. So I'm like, how is the next? Where the is next Raccoon town, City? The next town is Raccoon City, yeah. The next town. What? And they, they came out of that hallway at the end, which takes them to Gatlin. But I'm like, what? <laughs> Boy, they think their troubles are over, huh? Then they're going to get to Children of the Corn Town. <laughs> and Sherry Birkin is going to be like, guess what, motherfuckers? And she's going to stab a ball. See? She says, this time it's a girl. This <laughs> That's going to be a twist ending. <laughs> and then they say, oh, who is this other child with you, Sherry, who's wearing a ribbon around her neck and holding hands <laughs> with Julia Stiles? And she's like, yes, child. <laughs> and I'm pointing at the screen again. That's Esther! <laughs> I will say it was kind of nice 
as kind of boring as this movie really was and how nothing happened and how the soundtrack is from Mark Corbin who did the music for The Witch. Isn't that weird? Because this is just la, 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 which tells you right up front <laughs> what kind of horror movie you're going to get, right? Until it upgrades and... <laughs> And then that's like the orphanage music, but then after that, when they're like going around the mansion, it's like this operatic like la la la. <laughs> yeah. And I love that it's literally they're saying la 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 la. <laughs> it's so good. I will say, despite all of that, it was nice to have the like my pineal gland or like my cave woman interior thrilled for once because all of those moments where I was just like, <laughs> like it was kind of nice to just be mindlessly enjoying something that felt like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. And that's... like in those, in those brief moments, the pandemic went away the critical oh. thinking went away. All of it went away. And I was just like, I love Resident Evil. <laughs> you ripped off your mask and you were free. <laughs> I was free of worry <laughs> and care. Yeah, it's so... I, And that's the thing is that there is... There is a level of charm in some aspects to different parts of this movie. I love the zombie with the itchy tasty. <laughs> Why does the zombie write itchy tasty and blood on the wall window? That's from the game. Oh, I should have It's known. not written on the window. In blood, you find someone's diary, someone who worked at Umbrella. And you read through the pages of their diary, and it's like, it starts out, and it's totally normal. Like, oh, I had game night with so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, so-and-so is sick. Why are the dogs acting weird? And then their diary just kind of devolves in language until the last entry just says, itchy, tasty. Oh, I see. <clears throat> they end up eating the person who came to game night. They were like, e I ate him. And then it's like Itchy Tasty. Like Itchy Tasty is really big in Resident Evil universe. <laughs> so that, <laughs> makes, that makes more sense that it's like a la Stephen King's Survivor Man, where at the end he's eating his fingers and just writing, Lady Fingers, they taste just like Lady Fingers. That, it's a, <laughs> it's the they wouldn't. No, they would not. The de-evolution of the mind. Yes! Versus... Your bald neighbor <laughs> walking up to your house and in blood writing itchy tasty on your window. That's the thing is that I was like, ooh, itchy tasty. But it's like, <laughs> does it? <laughs> and, then I, and then I started paying attention to the movie again. <laughs> I love this battle of the two Stacys. It was, it really was. The mirror had two Stacys, Anthony. You were the woman in the window, looking at the woman in the window. <laughs> I was. I was the Starbucks across the street from the other Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so to see that and recognize it, be like, aha, there's a, a little wink to the Resident Evil fans, but it's like, what does it mean to the non-Resident Evil fans? It's not even really, like, a good use of that. Yeah. So everything feels really hollow. But I won't deny that, you know. Yeah. That's, like I said, my first watch, I told you, I think you'll like it. Nothing happens, but I think you'll like it. And I thought I enjoyed it. And like I said, I mean, I had a beer. I had a booster. 
I got vaccinated. Yeah, you were all fucked up. I was all fucked up when I watched it. and But I just wanted Resident Evil vibes, like classic Resident Evil game vibes. Because I was really feeling them and I liked talking about it with you. Because like I said, I experience Resident Evil vicariously because I can't play scary games because I freak out. And so I was like, I was vibing on the Resident Evil vibe, but then watching the first time, but watching it the second time without a booster, without a beer, I was just, I was just so bored out of my mind. And I still said, I like the setup, but it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. And there's nothing, like there's no substance. So it's like, who, I mean, uh, is it for the two Stacys? I don't know. Who is this for? Because even Resident Evil fans are like, that was really bad. (laughs) (laughs) So the perfect movie is still out there. The perfect movie is still just the cutscenes and the games, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I should do. I could just go on YouTube and I could watch all of those. Oh, well, I didn't like hate my time with it, obviously, but it's not good. It's not, I recognize it's not good. Do you think it's the kind of thing where you'll, you'll like have a flare up and you'll be like Resident Evil? And then you'll you'll just get back back into it. <clears throat> oh, I will because I'll think about like when they showed Alexia and Alfred Ashford, <laughs> because that film is exactly like the CGI film in the game. Like they just basically made a live action version of what you see, like where they rip the wings off the dragonfly and everything. Yeah, it's totally from the game. Those are the Code Veronica freaks. Yeah, <laughs> the twins or whatever. Yeah. Is that from number two or is that from, is that the movie? Is that from number two or is that from Code Veronica? That's from Code Veronica. Okay. So I bet I'll think about them and I'll be like, remember when they used the key? (laughs) (laughs) The key looked just like the one in the game. I guarantee, give me a year, give me two years and all like the fan, the fan service trigger will go off and I'll be like, that movie was so much fun. I love that for you. And then I'll watch it and be like, girl, <laughs> I will have convinced myself that there's something that it's actually really good. And we just didn't get it at the time. I, I'll, Oh, absolutely. I'll go back and I'll watch this again. I'm sure I'll, at one point I'll buy the Blu-ray and I'll <laughs> just because yeah. I remember that waitress who they're, they're in the diner and they're like, Oh, Oh, Raccoon City's trash. And she goes, hey, that's my hometown you're talking about. (laughs) I just love, I love this like vaudeville actress that showed up and said, I'm going to embody Louise. (laughs) As her eye just starts bleeding. Her eye starts bleeding. So this is, this is what'll happen is like, I'll start thinking about when her eye starts bleeding and the guy and Leon is like, what's wrong with your eye? And she says like, oh, that's been happening for like a week. (laughs) And you say to yourself, a week, your eye's been bleeding. And then I say, see, this is an indictment of the American healthcare system. <gasps> that she couldn't afford to go to the doctor. She's a waitress at a diner. Like, yeah, her eye's bleeding, but it's like, well, I guess I'll just have a bleeding eye now. She could be pouring your coffee and then drip, drip right into your coffee. And then I turn into a zombie. Because... The corporations and the healthcare system <laughs> are so broken in this country. That's right. That's right. And she was just a small town girl. That's her hometown. Mm-hmm. This place that they're calling trash. They're just going to nuke. So, like, the, you, I mean, you could, they could have dug into that of like this corporate, like as corny as it sounds. Like the, uh, at first I was like, is this going to be like Aaron Brockovich? Like the corporation is like right. poisoning people. 
Yeah, because it's it's not it's not that like necessarily just. I mean, there's a there's an outbreak in the lab, but it's also been established that like over a long time, this has been leaking out through the water or something into the city, right? Which I don't know that that's the case in the game. I thought it was just it all came from the lab. So yeah, it seemed like they could, but even then, the, the Mila Jovovich movie explored that more, like the evil corporation and the bio warfare and. As far as we know, Umbrella is just William Birkin and the orphanage. Like, that's all, yeah. the, that's all the movie gives us. And it's like, no, this is like an evil pharmaceutical corporation that is building biological weapons. But in but this, in it's the just, movie. he just had, had some albino twins <laughs> that then he gave himself the power of eyeballs. There you go. So, uh, we'll see. I'll keep playing the games. I'll probably read those shitty books again. I just love Resident <laughs> Evil, okay? So sue me. Well, we went there. We went to Raccoon City. I saw it. That is one thing I can say beyond any shadow of a doubt about this movie is that I saw it. You saw it. You heard Mark Corvin's incredible score. Na, 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 na. <laughs> You saw all those characters you don't remember or love. And um, and with that said, Stacy, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? You know what? I am. La. La, 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 la. You know, isn't it like the liquor... Is a perfect example because it's like, yeah, oh my god, the liquor from the game. Wow, it looks just like the liquor from the game. Oh, cool. But like in the movie, all of a sudden they're confronted with this monster. Why? No one seems particularly phased by the fact that there's weird monsters there. And then Lisa Trevor fights the monster. And then that's it. And nobody talks about it. Nobody says, nobody says, Hey, why was that muscle brain beast with the <laughs> long tongue? What the fuck was that? It's just like it's just like when um when um beautiful perfect gorgeous Leon is asleep doing nothing <laughs> and the semi explodes and then the zombie man walks into the police station on fire and then Neil Don- Donald Logue just shoots him and goes grab a gun or whatever. It's like, don't you have questions about why a flaming person just walked into the... Yeah. Like, you haven't seen anything yet. You all have just been in the police station talking about how somebody got chewed up at the house and they found the body. Nobody's asking questions? No one's asking questions or answering any questions. Why does that man have eyeballs all over him? Questions. I have a few. Oh, well, so do I, because it's the chopping block. Oh, shit. <laughs> The chopping block is our question and answer game here on Gaylords of Darkness. We present each other with three categories of horror trivia. We choose our category of trivia and we are subjected to five questions that we have to answer all within 10 seconds. Unless one of us calls out, I want the wig. In which case, Lisa Trevor's uh, skin suit hair hat will... (laughs) 
descend from a hallway and appear on your head and confuse our non-binary executioner, the heads they, earning earning you or me or whichever one of us is doing it, an additional 10 seconds. Um, That's it. Either you die or you don't. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Much like life. What is one except to say I was there? I remember the chopping block. Man. Yeah. (laughs) I I see you've reached this chopping block in full. Listen, there are two Stacys inside me. I got nowhere to go from there. (laughs) She, like little Edie, she was a philosopher. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Who goes first? Who asks first? Who answers first? I will let you be the judge. Look, I'm going to ask first because I am mortified. So hopefully I'll drop dead in the middle of this so I don't have to read these categories to you. Oh no, what happened? (laughs) You have three new categories. (gasps) But we've got some problems. Please tell me more. We've got a lot of problems. First of all, I was like, I've, I thought about it and I was like, okay, what can I do that's like related, but not really, whatever. So I was like, ooh, okay. A horror, like city-based horror movies, okay? So the first category is where in the world is horror San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't think of an interesting way to do this. And so literally all this category is, is I name a movie and you tell me what city it takes place in. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so that's terrible. That's the second category, I was like, okay, Resident Evil. I had a big brain moment and I was like, Resident Evil is a, a, a movie based on a video game. <laughs> what if I did more of those? Okay. And then, but then I was like, I'm just going to do the Uwe Ball ones. And so oh. this, ca- this category is called Balls Deep. <laughs> <laughs> but I just realized that I only wrote three questions, so don't pick it. <laughs> That's great, because I have a similar category. And then, oh, the last category is the worst category either of us have come up with but here's the tale behind this category okay at some point during our little week off there i was sleeping as you do Mm -hmm. i got up and i was like i'm gonna use the bathroom so i go and during the journey like to the bathroom or from the bathroom like to the bed i came up with this category and i was like this is so good I was like, this category is fucking incredible. Everyone's going to be blown away. I have to do it. I have to remember it for when I wake up because it's so good. And then I did remember when I woke up and I was like, this is the worst category. (laughs) But in honor of that past Stacy and her poor delusion that she came up with this incredible thing, I decided to go forward with this category. Okay, and this category is so bad. Oh, I'm so excited. This one is called The Category Is... And then I give you a subgenre, and you give me the name of a movie in that subgenre. What? 
say space horror, and I would say, like, Pandorum. Yep! (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was, like, top tier chopping block. I don't know if I should be insulted on your behalf or mine. (laughs) (laughs) Or the listeners, where I was like, I was like, everyone is gonna lose their minds over this. What the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) I was asleep. I'm so sorry. That's hilarious. Yeah. So you're gonna you're obviously have huge challenges this week, Anthony. Where in the world is Horror San Diego? Balls deep, but you can't pick that one. Oh well, I guess you could. We'll make it work. We just only have three questions. <laughs> yeah. And the category is. Oh my god. I really, I mean, I want to honor, I, I think I have to also honor that, Stacy. <laughs> that poor thing. Um, Stacy, <laughs> fuck it, sign me up for category is. Oh, listen. <laughs> because if I die, then that is tr- truly jokes on me. I, the only way you could die is if your mouth falls off and you can no longer use it. And so I'm like, well, time's up. I didn't hear any answers. I Lisa Trevor liquor myself. <laughs> That's right. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Remember, you do have a wig. Okay. Okay. Just in case I forget you to name that. a movie. <laughs> These are so hard. Okay. Here we go. The category is number one, <laughs> shark movie. I'm going to say Jaws. Oh, ding, 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 you got it. Congratulations. I could have said 47 meters down from the director of Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. You could have. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that movie. I didn't see it, but I heard it was good, so I thought this one would have been more competent. Nope. <laughs> okay, number two. Killer kid movie. Um, <laughs> Bloody birthday. Hey, ding, ding, ding! I wanted to say orphan, but technically. <laughs> technically. We'd have to give that one to the judges and see what they say. All right, this one. Remember, you do have a wig. Oh, thank you. Category three, (laughs) slasher movie. (laughs) Valentine, starring Denise Richards. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Category four. I have a good feeling about this today. I don't know. I'm uncertain. (laughs) Number four. A zombie movie. Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. No, that's not a zombie movie. <laughs> Day of the Dead. Oh, there you go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Thank you close. for letting me stay alive. <laughs> I mean, you didn't finish saying the title. And technically there are zombies in it. Yeah, there are. Technically. That's just, just real bad. They just okay. mostly are missing hair and are very upset. Here we go, number five. Oh, fuck, okay. All For money. all the glory. Big money, big money. Can you name a vampire movie? <laughs> I'm gonna say Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> did I do it? You did it, you won! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Congratulations. 
We are all so proud of you. That was truly spectacular. I I always think that I've like seen <laughs> the lowest. Well, I was gonna say the apex. Oh, <laughs> I, always, yeah. I always think that I've that I have met Apex Stacy. <laughs> and then I, I meet a whole new Apex Stacy just when I think I've seen the absolute peak. Yep. You realize, oh no. There's more. <laughs> it's a, a much deeper valley, actually. <laughs> Yep. Uh, is that Gavin over there? I, <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you for that gift. Oh, God. Stacy, I have two new categories for you. Sweet. And one returning category. Your returning category, because, you know, it's a zombie movie, is Battle of the Network Zombies, Ooh. in which I name two iconic zombies from you know, two two films. And you tell me which appeared on film first. Mm. Who was the original of, between these two? Or, you know, who did it first? Who's on first is what it is. They're not both from the same movie? Uh, no. Okay. No, but they're two different iconic movies. It's basically okay. like which, which movie was first. <clears throat> okay, okay. They're not even necessarily related. It's just, you know, here's famous zombie, here's famous zombie. Sure. So you get five of those. Uh, your next category, your new category today is video gays. This has nothing to do with gay people, but I mean, it's us, so there we go. It's all about video game horror movie adaptations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your third and final category, your new category, is who's the real monster? The T-Virus or us? And mm. this, these are all true or false questions about George Romero's infamous unproduced screenplay for resident evil so you have a 50 50 chance with any of these true or false did this happen in in george romero's screenplay for resident evil your categories are battle of the network zombies video gaze or who's the real monster the t-virus or us i kind of want to do the george romero one i read that a hundred years ago so i only remember a couple of things it is a walk down memory lane of what could have been. I know. I remember. I remember my big takeaway from reading it was, oh, like that would have been bad. Yeah. Although, you know, he did direct a commercial for Resident Evil 2. Oh, indeed. Indeed he, he did. He did. And that was actually pretty cool. It was like a very, you know, 30 second zombie movie. Yeah. I showed Jason it last night. Oh. Well, good for you and Jason. Thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, I have to pick one, huh? Uh, you do. Uh, uh, well, let's go with the middle category where I'm unsure of what I'm going to give you. The video gaze? Video gaze. Okay, I think you're going to get these. I think you're going to get these. No, this is just all about video game horror movie adaptations-ish adjacent. <laughs> not not really adjacent. But there's different, sometimes I'm looking for a person, sometimes I'm looking for a movie, etc. Okay. okay. All right. Number one. Y'all set? I'm all set. Number one. 
Before studios, you might get this one. I don't know why, but you might get this one. Before studios realized what they had done, this German director acquired the rights and adapted <laughs> video games from House of the Dead to Blood Rain, Alone in the Dark, Dungeon Siege, Far Cry, and Postal. Who is he? Uwe Ball. Uwe Ball. <laughs> well done. Ding, ding, ding. Remember that? What the fuck? Re- what? You know, when I was trying... The reason why I only had three questions in my Uwe Ball ca- category is because only three of them were technically, like, horror games yeah. or horror movies. So, anyway. But I it did bring back so many... I was like, what? I know we've talked about it. And I will finish one of these sentences. <laughs> But that era, that immediate, like, post-9-11 era was just fucking wild. Like, these were the kind of movies we had. We had bro horror. We had Uva Ball. We had, like, like, the way women were treated in the media is just nuts. Like, now we're, people are starting to realize, like, hey, maybe she got an unfair narrative. Right. It's just absolutely unhinged. Like, September 11th happened, and we just went absolutely unhinged. Yeah. I was thinking, I mean, having shown Valentine the other night, I was thinking about that, like, oh, this was February of 2001. That's a very different 2001. (laughs) Yeah, than October. Yeah, exactly. And then it's so funny seeing, like, the 90s horror slash Y2K 90s slash, or, you know what I'm saying, the 90s teen slasher, thank you, Alex West, who wrote the book. Um, going into Y2K and how just lighthearted and stupid and fun and retro throwbacky they could be, Valentine. And then 2001 happens, and then look, all of it, we still have slashers, but now they're like this, like House of Wax, the fear, or Texas Chainsaw shows up. The remake is the this the sheer um, terror, xenophobia that we have outwardly towards other countries, but also there's this like inward distrust of rural America, and just so much, so much anger. <laughs> But extreme. It was a very cruel time. And I guess that's just kind of how some people were working things out, maybe subconsciously. But it came out, you know, it came out in films and women went through it, man. I mean, women are always going through it, but it's just like now we're starting to just see like looking back on that time and being like, hmm, maybe she wasn't crazy. Right. You know, maybe she was a domestic violence victim. Or so, you know what I mean? Yep, like, it's absolutely. Just... Yeah, once once everyone kind of comes out of the the berserker rage and we're able to actually look critically at what occurred. Yeah, and so just like looking at Uwe Boll's filmography was just like, ooh. It's so funny, one, to see like, I mean, how far... I mean, have they come far in terms of adapting video games? <laughs> no. no. But... Now at least they try to pretend they're making them into movies. Like I think I think maybe Silent Hill 2006 kind of showed that it could shift towards better. But it was it was like before Marvel started make figured out how to do the the comic book movies, and it was just you know Brian Singer doing X Men or whatever. People studios just didn't know, and and people with rights to these things just didn't know that you could make try to make better movies out of these properties. So the fact that Uva Bowl just got everything and put like michael madsen and meatloaf in them (laughs) yeah and then when people said these movies are shit then that he started his like andy kaufman-esque boxing career yeah where he like got into a boxing match with a journalist yeah he would challenge the critics and fight them 
And then he just started making, like, Nazi movies. Yeah. (laughs) And Blubberella. And Blubberella. Can't forget Blubberella. The the spinoff of Blood Rain 3. (laughs) I mean, what a fucking time. I'm glad I was not alive to see it. Yeah, yeah, I only read about it on Wikipedia. Yeah. No, Snapchat. I read about it on Snapchat. (laughs) <laughs> um kids do that tiktok i was on TikTok. I, saw tiktok. I saw tiktok i saw tiktok we saw tiktok we're yep. kids yep. <laughs> um okay i'm, I'm six, six. <laughs> <laughs> no don't take off my ribbon <laughs> yeah we're all estonian dwarfs <laughs> here. <laughs> number two oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right stacy this requires uh Multiple answers, but you have a wig, and I think you're going to get this, so I'm not worried. Number two. Speaking of Blood Rain, name three famous queer women who worked on the first Blood Rain. Michelle Rodriguez, Christana Loken, and Guinevere Turner. Ding, 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 ding! (sighs) I knew you'd do that in no time. Can you believe that? How did all those queens do that movie? (laughs) Man... Right? I've never so saw weird. that. I never saw that Uva Bowl documentary. I gotta see it where Guinevere talks about it. <gasps> she does? Yeah. Oh, I... I don't know if that was ever released or what, but. I didn't even know that existed. I'll have to try to find that. Yeah. Wow. Uva Bowl. What a, what a vibe. Good job, Guinevere. Um, number three. Number three, Stacy. This actor was added to this 2006 film after it turned out women didn't test well with the producers. Sean Bean. In what movie? Oh, Silent Hill. Ding, 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 ding! Did you ask for the actor? I said this actor was added to this movie, basically. Oh. I didn't... See, I was not ...expressly state it. I wasn't listening. No, you were thinking about what a rough time women had circa 2006. This is true. It was a crazy time. When they said, no, this won't work. Put the Lord of the Rings in it. It didn't feel crazy. It's just looking back on it. It's like, holy moly. No, everything was aggro and flames on denim. Dimension Extreme. Ed Hardy. (laughs) I mean. (sighs) Well, let's keep, let's stay, let's stay in that timeline. Number four, Rosamund Pike fought ancient Martians on Mars, not in Ghosts of Mars, but in what 2005 video game adaptation? That is doom. Ding, ding, ding. You know what? It's terrible, but it's fun. I've always wanted to see it. It's fun. It's real stupid. As you might imagine, it's a stupid video game. I'm sorry. Carl Urban, The Rock, and Rosamund Pike? What? <laughs> like, how have I not seen it? I just remember in the trailer they had that moment where everything went first-person shooter, and I was sitting there, I wasn't even, you know, stoned. I wasn't even doing that yet. I had discovered life was nothing but pain. <laughs> and I was sitting there in the theater, and I was going, yeah, man, that's like all I've ever wanted. Like the same me that saw the opening CGI sequence for Tomb Raider 2, the video <laughs> game, that was like, one day there'll be movies like this. That was that same moment of just like limitless potential of the game world meets the film world. Yeah, well, that was and me then, last night with Red Yeah, Red look Red how far Red it went. Red. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Here we are. 
All right, the fifth and final question. Ooh. Okay, Stacy, you might need your thinking wig for this one. Oh boy. Before Welcome to Raccoon City, Resident Evil was adapted as a fun, successful film franchise starring Mila Jovovich over the course of how many films? Ah, you butthole. Seven? I'm sorry. (laughs) It was six. God damn it. I'm so sorry. Well, I was wrong. If you think of them as trilogies, as cinematic trilogies, you have your establishing trilogy, and then you have your 3D trilogy. I see. You know. Yeah. Then that's three plus three. If you think of this middle finger. <laughs> and then you think of this middle finger. Are you are you um are you do- doing the thing where like a fishing line you like roll it up? <laughs> no, I'm just presenting them. Oh, oh. like a baboon. <laughs> They're the Grady girls, right next to each other. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Danny. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. You it's, died, I, but. You're not concerned with those films. I haven't seen most of the latter ones. I have them all in a multi-pack thing. Yes, because I was going to do like one of those masochistic final girl experiments where I'm like, (sighs) for this 24 hours, I'm just going to watch Resident Evil movies. Oh, no. (laughs) And write about them. And then I just haven't found the will to do. You know what I mean? I just haven't. Yeah. But I, I think about them, though, and I'm like, I do want to, I think I'm going to be a Resident Evil movie franchise enjoyer. This is a goal of mine. I love that. Yeah. So, we'll see. I like the, I really like the fifth one. It's where it's the one where she gets a kid, because, I mean, even though I hate all the movies, we're like, and now there's a kid, and she's her, her mother. Oh, her mother. Instinct is activated, even though I hate that, and I do a whole fucking uh, seminar about that in the Alien films. Um, They're fun. They're stupid. The the fifth one opens with an army of, like, a million Mila Jovoviches. (laughs) A million Mila Jovoviches. And they're diving. They're diving through, like, you know, like a giant, like, um, like a silo shaft. They're like... (laughs) diving through it and they're shooting their guns and they're all spinning and they all have the same outfit and ponytails high ponytails and they're shooting 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 and i watched that i mean take little bong hit and you watch ten thousand mila Jovoviches and you say life should not be this good Ooh, I it's don't even incredible. need to see it to get enjoyment out of it, apparently. It's incredible. At some point in my life, I will be able to answer with confidence. There are six Resident Evil movies. And world. you'll know all the titles. And I will. And I'll be like, you know what? The one shot from the thing of the key? <laughs> That's the thing. Is I'm like, I don't understand this movie even more now, this new one, because if it's just found... Because they still stick in little things like that in the... Mila Jovovich ones it's just also with a plot line that has nothing to do with the, the movies or the games 
But instead of a plot, you get one million Mila Jovoviches. That's a fair trade. Well, that's for another time, I suppose. It is. Do you want, as a consolation prize, do you want to do the George Romero ones just to find out what happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when else we would do this, and I just was cracking up. Yeah. All right, okay. we'll see how I do. Okay, I'm sorry to impose. I just, like... It did open up a... You watching this movie did open up a thing in me where I'm like, well, we have these terrible Resident Evils. I mean, we have the Mila ones, which are awful but fun. We have this one that's terrible. And like, what heart... Maybe it would have been cool to have a George Romero one, even if it was awful. It would have been... I Now I'd probably love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, let's let's reevaluate what does and doesn't happen. At least this. he would have gotten the zombies probably right. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they'd be like, why is there a majorette zombie in this lab? <laughs> I'd be like, well, I don't remember any clowns in the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to ask you five true or false questions about George Romero's infamous unproduced screenplay for Resident Evil, the movie. Okay. Starting with number one, true or false. After a scary opening sequence, George Romero's Resident Evil introduces a Native American Chris Redfield on his ranch where we see him feeding his pet eagles. True or false? That is true. <laughs> Thank you, ding, ding, ding. I remember that being like, okay, so Chris is Native American now. Okay, and he and Jill are, okay. Because his name is Redfield. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. okay, George. Thank you, George. I just love... Oh, George, it's... I was thinking about this because I was watching a terrible Dennis Hopper movie the other night. And that that era, as a Native person, I always don't know what to do with this. I partially love it and I partially uh, loathe it. But that, that generation of men that yeah. were like the Indian, true proud. freedom. Yeah, proud. proud noble. <laughs> Like, like, it's like Gary Busey, how Gary Busey went on Wife Swap and he was like, I was a reincarnated Comanche chief. <laughs> like, like all the, there's just like that weird Hollywood white guy from like the 60s-ish yeah. that just idolizes the Indian, but is like totally white supremacist. And I'm so fascinated by it. Yeah. Uh, George Romero, obviously not a white supremacist, but I think he was one of those dudes that just was like, the freedom of the eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, number two. Chris Redfield is not a member of Stars in this screenplay, and Jill Valentine is Star's commander. True or false? I don't remember. I'm going to say false. Well, you know, that one is actually true. Is that true? Okay. Because George Romero said, a woman can run the show. This is true. Uh, just like he did in Day of the Dead, so good for him. Good for him. Thank um, you, George. But we're going to keep moving forward because, you know, you already are missing a head, so it's fine. Yeah, it's true. Okay, number three. At one point in the script, Chris Redfield says this line before making love to Jill. <clears throat> oh, God. I'm part Mohawk. Indians are never confused. At least, they never let it show. That feels true. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> What does that mean? And then she looks at him and they start making out and then they have sex. <laughs> Which you can be offended about the Native American stuff. I'll be offended about Chris and Jill having sex. Oh boy. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. 
Uh, number four, true or false? Upon finding the mutated Plant 42 deep within the bowels of the mansion, Jill discovers that Umbrella scientists have been training the evil shrub to talk and use handguns in a reference to Day of the Dead. True or false? I mean, probably true. <laughs> I wish true? it was. It's oh, false. I made okay. that up. <laughs> I remember there was Plant 42 and I was like, okay, you got me, George. Plant 42. But, and then I, but you say it... And I'm like, it's not that outlandish for his script, really. Right? I mean, on top of when he's feeding eagles. Yeah, he had a pie fight in Dawn of the Dead. Like, (laughs) there's no telling what Romero would do. But that's the thing. It's still, like, his screenplay still had the fucking plant. It had the snake. It had, so it's like, it's kind of cool that it did the stuff that none of the movies did, ever. Um... And then this one isn't about the about the screenplay, actually, because I got bored. But I feel like you might know the answer. While Romero didn't end up making Resident Evil into a movie, he did direct a commercial for Resident Evil 2, starring Adrian Franz as Claire Redfield and Brad Renfro as Leon Kennedy. True or false? That's true. That is true. R.I.P. Brad Renfro. Yep. Isn't that wild? It's a good little commercial. Oh, so what could have been? Just, I don't know. I miss George Romero. So that was was fun. Thanks for doing that. (laughs) Yay! Resident Evil. I hope no one watched it. (laughs) We're sorry again. (laughs) We're sorry if you paid to watch it. Uh, But there are risks involved with being a Gaylord's listener, you know? Listen, we have been cycling through the hits lately. It's been eaten alive. Bye-bye, man. Resident (laughs) Evil, welcome to Raccoon (laughs) City. Yeah. Just wait till next week. Yup, just you wait. Just you wait till next week. Until then, if you go to our website, GaylordsOfDarkness.com, you'll find all our past episodes. You'll find our merch shop. Yeah, where we have literally one pin left, so <gasps> please buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just laughing at me. <laughs> maybe it'll be gone by the time It could be gone by then. So go gone. check. Go check. You can watch the Necronomologue. You can do whatever you please. And we will be back next week. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! Oh Oh my my god! god! Tune in! Ha, ha, ha.